1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
2: hello everybody welcome to ramble reacts liverpool are out the champions league but napoli march on it's thursday 16th of march i'm marcus speller and i'm andy Russell. Well, hello, everybody. Good to have you with us. My goodness, what a ramble reacts we've got for you. Andy Brassel, Liverpool have been knocked out of the Champions League once again by Real Madrid.
3: Yeah, and it felt, I don't know about for you, Marcus, but for me it felt as if um, there was a little twitch at the beginning um, They gave it everything they could. Mm -hmm. But Real Madrid obviously went in with the... Idea of we are not going to start the game like we started it at Anfield. I yes. think that the team itself inferred respect in the way that they played um, Valverde in that sort of advanced right-sided role um, that they often do if they, if they want to give themselves an extra defensive option. But really, as 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 the game went on. Real Madrid were by far the better side, I thought. I thought they controlled it really, really well. Liverpool were a little lucky not to concede um, more than once. And something that has really been lacking from Real Madrid for a few years, particularly in the home knockout games, the ones at the Bernabeu, um, it's always been a bit chaotic. Whereas this, they managed it absolutely perfectly. That's exactly what Ancelotti said in his his, his um, flash interview afterwards. He said, "Look, we managed the game really, really well, and that's the thing I'm, I'm most pleased with."
2: Is every interview he does a bit flash? If you know what I mean. He's just that type <laughs> of guy. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean the fact that the Jurgen Klopp gave Liverpool a one percent chance of going through before the game it kind of told you. What did you think of that when Klopp said that? I mean, clearly everybody knows it's a, it's a huge ask you know it would it yeah. would be despite the incredible comebacks we've seen in in recent years and they they're a little bit more common than they were um uh, you know 20 years ago say but but the incredible yeah. comebacks we've seen liverpool being involved in perhaps the most notable one the, the semi-final against barcelona um this was always going to be a tall order i get that and and this would be um you know if they'd have managed it would perhaps have been the greatest of them all
3: but to actually say that, I don't. I don't, I don't see an issue with that. I, you don't. I, I, I think. I think you can read too much into that because um, I, I don't think it's. What do you think personal? you'd go into
2: the dressing room and say, "Lads, don't listen to that. We've we've got a chance."
3: Yeah, I, I think there's it's one thing to say it in public, and also it allows you to big up the team beyond all belief if they were to get themselves back into it. So I, I don't really think that's a that's a massive deal. And you have to be honest and say, you know, Real Madrid are... You know, consistently the best team in this competition in the in, in the 21st century, and you know the numbers speak for themselves.
2: Well, maybe he was generous, giving them one percent chance. I don't know. Maybe but, Point but, 0.9. I mean, I mean, Liverpool did play okay, but like every club with with that thing, obviously the damage was done in that in that first leg. There were a few moments because, as you know, I'm very, I'm a bit old fashioned. I support all the British clubs in Europe, and I was wanting Liverpool to win, a course. And there was a few moments where just the final ball wasn't there. Or just And I understand what you mean, Andy. Real Madrid, you felt, could have always upped it and w- were always happy at nil-nil. And had Liverpool scored, you would have fancied it. I think Liverpool would have needed to stagger the scoring, if you see what I mean. Because I wouldn't have... Uh... I wouldn't have trusted them had they have burst into a two goal lead or something <laughs> to be able to kind of manage that and then maybe try and get the third. I mean there was a moment in the second half when Salah should have put through I think it was Darwin Núñez and the pass was just poor and you're just like oh. you just the thing you just never know. If he puts that one away you just never know, but it wasn't coming and Ooh. 1-0 and of course Benzema gets his goal but Liverpool were quite tame in the second half and I think very I think very I, yeah, I mean, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I, I do get the, I do get it that it's extremely difficult, you know, when people often say, well, just have a go, have a go, as if mm. as if the opposition are not going to do anything in return to you. But they were a little bit tame and you did think to yourself, look, you can go out of this tournament drawing nil-nil or losing one nil on the night. And, and, and you definitely will lose the tie. Or you can maybe try and be a bit swashbuckling, but perhaps perhaps
3: they just didn't want to be embarrassed again. I don't know. It was easier said than done, this time. Well, that was what Alan Smith, who was co-commentating on the World Feed, suggested when it got to the midway point in the second half, that it was damage limitation for mm-hmm. Liverpool. I'm not really sure that's that's the case. Um, but I, I just think if they were going to, really inconvenience Real Madrid they needed to score before half-time. I, I, I just think it's that that simple.
2: They're down on midfield numbers as well. I mean, poor old James Milner. <laughs> you know, he's a, a yeah, remarkable that, that, player with a remarkable engine, especially for his age. But when you see him starting a game like that and, and Kakpo is is just ahead of him and uh, Fabinho as well. Again, I appreciate that they were Depleted when they did that amazing comeback against Barcelona in the semi-final when they won four nil, but that's a totally different um a, 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 a period in this Klopp Liverpool team history. Look, I agree, and so so it's perhaps foolish to compare the two. But it, it, just to me, when I saw the team sheet, even that I just thought this is just not happening. You
3: know, no, I I agree that they're, they're way too open in midfield, not athletic enough. Which the, the midfield's been killing them all season. Yeah, Let, let's let's be honest. That's that's the problem. Um, what I would say in the first half of the season, Harvey Elliott was the, the, the saving grace in that midfield. Mm, yeah. And if you want to match up to a Real Madrid team that's not only got a lot of craft but increasing athleticism, and that's what's pushing them to the next level, I think, in the Champions League and making yeah. them a better Champions League team so far in this competition than they were last season, because it was really harem scareum for for those knockout rounds. Um, it's having Camavinga is, is mm. having Valverde b- b- before you get to the front boys, before you get to Vinicius. Um, uh, to, to me, like, Harvey Elliott would have been a better pick than uh, a not quite 100% yet Diogo Jota. Mm. I, I think it would have given the team better balance. I think they had one too many attacking players in the team. And you saw that in the first half. It's the way they seeded the initiative because they came out the traps looking like they wanted to take it to Real Madrid, mm. put the wind up them. Um, but, but that they they weren't able to keep that tempo up just because of the midfield they have. Yeah. If they wanna if they wanna express that sort of tempo, everything has to go through Darwin, which which is a, a bit of a problem. So yeah, mm. overhaul needed, I think. To remind
2: everybody what Jürgen Klopp said after the final last year, when of course Real Madrid beat Liverpool at 1-0 in Paris, he said, Where's the final next year? Istanbul, book the hotel. Now <laughs> you understand why perhaps it was because it was Istanbul that we all remember that game. Mm. Uh, he said that and, you know, again, wanting to pick everybody up after um, a bit of a damning defeat and and, and a quite an awful night, everything considered for, for Liverpool, of course. But I mean, you you think about that. It wasn't, it didn't seem ridiculous at the time when he said that. We've seen Liverpool bounce back from, from finals when they were beaten by Real Madrid in, in the final and then they, Kyiv, came, yeah. and they yeah. came back the next day. You know, they've, they've shown, they've, they've put in, brilliant displays in the Champions League under Jurgen Klopp. There's there's no doubt about that. Mm. But now when you see that quote, you think, blimey, it feels like such a long time ago.
3: It does. Um, I, I don't think anyone could have imagined the Liverpool drop-off this season. Having said that, it's entirely logical. I think when you look at the, um, the, the personnel issues, the age profile of the, the, the team, and just the fact that um, you you know that line from The Usual Suspect where it talks about the um Argentinians um uh, uh, the Argentinian drug gang how competing with uh, Kaiser Soze over the long term had uh, taken its toll. I, c- I kind of feel that about Liverpool and Manchester City. What what they've what they've done over the the, the past five years, you have got to pay the bill for that sooner or later. Yeah. Liverpool's performance, when you consider the comparative resources. Mm-hmm. of the teams, when you consider it's City and the means they have, and when you consider its City and Guardiola, that Liverpool have managed, uh, uh, people will always say Liverpool should have taken more than one title off City. I think to take one title off them and run them as close as they have on the yeah. other occasions and make one Champions League final and uh, win uh, make, one two Champions Cha- League. make two Three. Champions League, finals, yeah, sorry, Champions League and, finals and win another one. Yeah, um, it's, it's an extraordinary effort. And, and, you know, if that leads to a fallow season, I think that's natural. And that's before we get to well the, the pitfalls of, of playing Klopp football for a sustained period.
2: So you talk about a fallow season, but the, the, the worry is it's not just a fallow season. And, I, and I've mentioned this a couple of times recently, and I know other people have as well. The pundits in the BT Sports studio, um, you know, Rhea Ferdinand and, and Michael Owen were chewing the cud over this, and, and they were talking about Jude Bellingham, trying to mm. sign Jude Bellingham. And I feel that this idea that oh, you just need Jude Bellingham or you just need maybe two, three, four, I, I think there may be a little bit of an overhaul. But I, I just wonder, Andy, has Klopp still got it in him at Liverpool? We know there's been some changes with the backroom staff and all. Mm. It's not questioning Klopp's abilities. What you you just mapped it out there. Their their incredible achievements. That's the question that I I just keep finding myself stumped with. And and I I think he will stay. And uh, but again, if this continues next season, what happens? Do you, do you think that Jurgen Klopp, if just say if he had, they could built by four or five, including Bellamy, whoever you want, whoever you think would yeah. fit that Liverpool team, you put them in there. They've got them in the summer. Recruitment has been absolutely tip top. Do you think Klopp has still got it in him to produce performances and to bring Liverpool back to to where they were?
3: Yeah, one hundred percent. I you do. I, I, I don't. I don't. You see don't think he's not. a bit
2: tired? He's, maybe you know. It's it, he's an no, emotional I th- character. I, I, I
3: think that's perception because they're okay. not having the best season.
2: I sincerely I, hope you're right. By the way, again, I think this. This. I want to just say for the sake of my Twitter feed, some people seem to think that you know I'm kind of taking play. I really am not. I. It's just No the, the question. I must. I just think this feels differently to that season where they where they um, had a bit of an off season um, a, a few seasons ago.
3: Yeah, I. I, I just think that. You know, this season, uh, I think the emotional drop-off and the physical drop-off is Mm -hmm. entirely to be expected after playing every fixture they could have possibly played last season. I think we have to understand inconsistency a little bit more in the the modern game as well because the schedule is ridiculous. Honestly, I think from watching all of the top leagues in Europe this season and watching the Champions League, I think we as a football community are watching lower quality football than we should be because of that reason i don't just think it's liverpool i think we could pinpoint a number of teams in in the premier league and beyond and Mm. you know when we go on to talk about champions league contenders part of the reason that it's so open is no one really with a few notable exceptions are as good as they should be
2: andy what you're saying is we need a super league that's what we need. <laughs>
3: That's exactly we need, we need what to I'm get saying. the cream of
2: the crop. We need to put it in one place where we don't have to deal with any of the dross, and we know what we're dealing with.
3: Yeah, let's, don't <laughs> don't deal with the dross. Get in the seventh place team in Serie A as the first <laughs> t- name on a team sheet. That's what you need. That's, That's exactly what need. it's
2: what we all need. Yeah, yeah. and we didn't know it until this moment. Um, but what about Liverpool though next season? I mean, I, I gave you a bit of a hypothetical there. Um, the chat now is, of course, you know they're out of the Champions League. They, they 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 really need to finish in fourth spot. But but Rio Ferdinand, uh, for example, was saying about Jude Bellingham. Well, if you're offered Real Madrid or Liverpool next season, well, if Liverpool are not in the Champions League, which is a distinct possibility, they could do it. Of course, they could. But it but it's a possibility they might not. Then well, does does a player of that quality with that ambition want the season? outside of, of of the Champions League he may I not he may. he'd
3: rather not uh, he'd yeah. rather not uh, there's no doubt about it but I think the point is whether you and you've got to weigh like, up a number of things with any move do you think that it's going to be a one-off or do you think that it's what's happened to Arsenal up until this season where they're mm. definitely going to get back in the Champions League is it going to be a 4-5 season thing is it going to be a Man United situation yeah. that's what you've got you've got to ask yourself I, I, I suppose now if you, I think, if you're Jude Bellingham, you think pretty hard about that. If I'm Jude Bellingham, I back Liverpool to mm-hmm. get back on the horse next next season. So it, it is just a matter of perception, and neither of us can know until they get to next summer, until they have their transfer window, mm-hmm. uh, and we're halfway through next season, and we know whether Liverpool are flying or floundering. Really, true I, I think I think I think Klopp has has earned the right to to knock them back into shape and there's, okay. there's no real reason to suggest he wouldn't do. I mean, yeah. you know, people bring up all this stuff about the the, the, the parallels with, with with Dortmund and, you know, oh, well, he's, he's behaving in the same way as, as he did when it started to fall apart at Dortmund. Dortmund were falling apart for a couple of seasons before it happened. That, that, that wasn't a, a six-month thing or a nine-month thing or whatever. They were on the way down from the Champions League final onwards. And, you know, it was the accumulation of two really bad years that, that, that led Klopp to, to, to leave. So I think it's a different situation. Also, when people say, oh, well, the way he's, he's losing his rag, can, can we just say he, he's just a terrible loser. And with Klopp, because he's such a great personality and because he's one of those few coaches that actually apologizes when he behaves badly, mm-hmm. we always absolve him of that and we forget that bit. But we mm-hmm. shouldn't forget that bit because it's a huge part of him.
2: He's actually been fairly calm this season, actually, despite you know, me saying he was a bit emotional and so on. Um, mm. With regards to Jude Bellingham, Rhea Ferdinand said that Michael Owen and Steven Gerrard would have to swim the channel to go and fetch him. A bloody um, long
3: car journey afterwards, though, isn't well, it?
2: Well, yeah, his geography's a bit off. He's, he's not read all of um, what Google Maps <laughs> has suggested there. Um, but anyway... It's um, like, like
3: uh, you just swim down a tributary and you're like, yeah. shit, I'm, not, I'm still only in Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, well, at least Jurgen Klopp... We'll we'll presumably still be pals with Carlo Ancelotti. They shared a little hug at the end. Um, And we know this because Ancelotti said before the first leg of the tie, I have a good relationship with him. We spent a year and a half here in Liverpool during the pandemic. We texted and exchanged gifts. What was the gift? an electronic cigarette. <laughs> it, well, the way he says that is we spent a year and a half, it is as if you remember when you had to create your, your bubbles during um, yes. the pandemic and you could pally up with somebody or, or well, I forget now. He's um, it, 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 suggesting that him and Jürgen went off together. Don't worry about the wives.
3: <laughs> it, is, it is nice. I, I like I like the fact yeah. that, you know, even their sort of, incredible level of status they can like share a share a crafty smoke that's quite nice but of course a modern crafty smoke showing yes. that they are men who evolve and adapt to situations
2: exactly kick the habit Andy um indeed yeah I mean Ancelotti's relationship with club is presumably better than his relationship with Eden Hazard because uh, both uh Carlo and Eden confirmed this week that they don't talk very much anymore
3: it's all very Cliff Richard isn't it Oh,
2: that, I mean, Andy, I come out with some old <laughs> references. Bloody, you nearly stumped me. It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. Uh, that's what, the song. That's all I wanted. That's all that's I the, wanted. That's, that's the that's thing. That's all I wanted. There we are, just to give everybody um, some unnecessary knowledge. Now. I, I, lo- uh,
3: I, love the, I love the idea of... Uh...
2: Luke's not here, so I had to sing on my own. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he wouldn't have sung Cliff Richard, trust me. <laughs> Oh, Devil
2: Woman's a track. That's a number.
3: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I yeah. I I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, yeah. But I I just <laughs> I I just think with Eden Hazard, I just at this point I just want him to play. It's it's really sad just cancel his contract. Yeah. And just let him go somewhere play and be good again. He's I mean, Gareth
2: Bale's been in his ear. He's sitting in Gareth Bale's chair right now, isn't he?
3: Oh, what, you you reckon a bit of LAFC could have uh, Eden Hazard all over No, isn't
2: he sitting on the bench at Real Madrid not giving two shits and getting his money?
3: No, I I think he cuts a very different figure. Because there was that perception that Bale doesn't give two shits. Whatever you think of that situation, Hazard is genuinely hurt by this. Uh. He's really quiet. Mm. Sullen and sad, and he he cut that figure before the the World Cup. I mean, did you see what he said off the back of this? He said the reason I retired from international football is because I thought if I'm not getting a game for Real Madrid, how can Belgium pick me? Now, well, Bale never would have done that, would he?
2: No, certainly not. No, um, I think he's been harsh on himself. He, you know, I think he should have drawn inspiration from Harry Maguire. Quite frankly, you know. Yeah, there we go. There we are. Perhaps not not too many other people are drawing inspiration from uh, England's um, brave centre-half. But, um, Andy, uh, can I bring something quite odd to the table? Do. If I I may. Always. Um, Barcelona's Usman Dembele was seen at Sunderland versus Sheffield United uh, in the Stadium of Light yesterday evening.
3: Strange. Well, I, I don't know. All I would say is on any given night, when you've got to get to a game you've got to get to a game and it's not actually that expensive to get in at the moment so
2: yeah i feel like you've overlooked all of the details there um
3: <laughs> you could argue you could argue yeah. remember he is he is on a free transfer this summer so again
2: again you've you've overlooked all you've overlooked the name the teams
3: he was watching <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if, like, uh, Newcastle United are going to go out there and get some big names, and before oh. they can, Usman Dembélé turns up at Sunderland.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's off to Atletico Madrid, and he's saying, I need to watch as many red and white striped teams as possible.
3: Yeah, go and try on, go, go and try on the, the the kit in the club shop. Avoid suspicion. Yeah. People will just think, oh, it's a bit weird. They won't think he's limbering up for a move to Atletico.
1: Hit up quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com upgrade.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
4: Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble.
3: Hold on, please, Gary.
2: Andy, um, yesterday evening, Napoli uh, went through. the joined Real Madrid in Did. the quarterfinals, of course, with, uh, with a fairly straightforward victory over Eintracht Frankfurt. 3-0 on the night, 5-0... Um, on aggregate, um, horrific scenes in uh, Naples before the game, uh, where Eintracht Frankfurt fans clashed with police, and due diligence will be done, and and that that really was quite alarming and quite troubling. Yeah, I mean there'll um, be some heavy punishments down the line. There. I- yeah. I- indeed, yeah, but but concentrating off on the on the football, if we can, um, Napoli, you know, with uh, Osiman up front, with uh, Kravitz Scalier in the side, I mean that. They are sensational. Like they, this they really season, are. yeah. Like, like, there's no other word for it. I mean, 18 points clear of Serie A was the last time I looked. They might be, they might be 21. They might be just 15. You know, whatever it is, they've they've wrapped up the league. Well, they've, is, they've
3: won all but one game in the Champions League as well. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's, at, re, it's remarkable when you consider. I mean, Serie A. What they've done in Serie A is is remarkable in itself. I said before the start of the season, yeah. I'd be very surprised if they finished top four. Yeah. And a lot of people said that. I, I think that they've just gone above and beyond in every possible way. But what I really liked about the performance yesterday evening is the fact that, um, uh, like Eintracht Frankfurt, were much better in the first half than they've been in the first leg. They made it. They made it difficult for them. Aussie um, mm. men scores just before half time, and it is an unbelievable header. By the way, yeah, the, the power
2: he generates in that.
3: Yeah, because the the cross from. Um, Politanò is not that good. He's a bit above him, but mm. the leap is incredible, and the power he generates, the placement is is incredible. And he turns away at the end as if, like, oh yeah, I score these all the time. That's cool. Well, well this season he does. Yeah, I mean, well, he's he, he, well, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, he's he will. You know, Napoli will obviously want to keep hold of him. He's now, if he carries on another season or two like this, and if he is allowed to at Napoli, then he won't. Pe- yeah, but I mean, people. You know this is Haaland stuff. Do you know what I mean? And we'll come to him in a, in, a, in a short while. But that's how highly rated he's going to be. But come, he he come plays.
3: He plays so physically as well. I mean, mm-hmm. Premier League fans would absolutely love him. They would love him. There's there's no doubt about it. But this whole team is terrific. And what I thought was amazing is that when Eintracht gave them a little bit back that maybe they weren't expecting in the first mm-hmm. half, they, they didn't panic. Um, they composed themselves. Um, they won the ball very nicely. Stanislav Lobotka was brilliant in that first half. Mm-hmm. And in the second half, then they just turned it up. Even though they not really need to, they mm-hmm. could have just held what they had. And that's what I love the most about this Napoli side. In points where you think they're comfortable, they can mm-hmm. just manage the game, they just decide to monster teams just because <sighs> they, they yeah. can. They play most games as if they desperately have to win it mm. and they they do
2: well I, and I, yeah and I think that one could think or one might be tempted to think well oh, that could bite them on the backside. come the business end of the season the fact that they've wrapped up the league you know I, it doesn't seem to be in their nature in this team's nature to kind of just take it easy and kind of trot over the line. And they
3: shouldn't, because uh, Pep Guardiola says that's the worst mistake he ever made yeah. in his coaching career in, in, in 2014, where uh, he came out with that uh, famous phrase, uh, For uns, uh, die Bundesliga to dabei. For us, the Bundesliga is over. And he said it just communicated yeah. just a, a little sense to his players of, yeah, you can drop off a little bit. And yeah. he said the drop in intensity, finish him in the Champions League.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I, I I think that they will be full of beans the whole season. I, I don't think we're going to see a drop off. Um, and they're in the last eight of the Champions League for the first time ever. And of course, they joined Chelsea, Benfica, AC Milan, Bayern, Manchester City, uh, Inter and, and Real Madrid. What
3: tie would you most like to see, Marcus?
2: I'd, I'd quite like to see Manchester City versus Bayern, actually.
3: Oh yeah, I like that. Could we get a Milan derby, or is that not possible? No, it's possible. I would really love to see Napoli versus Benfica because a Ooh, yeah. they're, they're they're both off the hook fun, and b like one of them in the semi final.
2: Well, I was going to say I would like to see Napoli versus Real Madrid, right? Because okay. because I think I think Napoli could do it, and I think if you play Real Madrid in the final then there is that whole, ooh, Real Madrid, they know what they're doing in finals, et cetera, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, for sure. So I think actually it would be better to, to draw them earlier, even though it would be a two-legged tie, rather than you think, well, we might get lucky on the evening.
3: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, yeah, you're right. Real Madrid don't lose finals. Unless yeah. it's Aberdeen, of course. Indeed, oh,
2: of course. So I said to Luke not that long ago, our very own Luke Moore on, on a Ramblery axe, mm-hmm. I suggested that, that Napoli could do it. And he was quite dismissive of that. And, and I was I was surprised how dismissive he was. And I know Luke is going to listen to this podcast. So you can listen back, Luke, to what you said. And uh, he was quick to say, and I think I understand his reasoning, his reasoning or, or the reasoning I'm going to now give him um, is because when we see an outstanding side come from reasonably sort of nowhere-ish, like Ajax mm. or, you know, years ago Dynamo Kyiv, I think I made the, 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 used that one, or Monaco not that long ago with when they beat Man City. You get a few of these sides mm. once in a while and the semi-final tends to be the ceiling. You yes. tend not to get one of those sides in, in the final. So I do understand that. However, I think this is different. I think Napoli are better. And also, I think this Champions League is more open. You know, To um, pay tribute to um, the recently passed Mystic Meg, I would say... I feel a team in sky blue is going to win the the Champions League this season. <laughs> do you know, which, let's be honest, was is is far more um uh specific than any Mystic Meg sort of prediction or whatever you want to call it that I ever heard. But still, Andy, I think it's important to honour the great woman.
3: Yeah, always, always.
2: But what did you think of of those eight teams? Who 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 do you think are the? Are the favourites. Pick two or three
3: sides you're, or you think might fancy. Bayern. Yep. City. Yeah. And yeah, maybe maybe Napoli. Maybe so Napoli. You to put Not Real Madrid. No. Actually. Do you think Bayern are better? So how how good
2: are Bayern at the moment? Do you think?
3: Really, really good. Uh, they can turn it up when they want to. Uh, okay. I really, I really think they can. I think I managed the, the the tie against PSG really well. You know, they knocked out one of the other favourites without without really having to play their best. Mm. Um, they've come a long way in terms of their defensive issues. For them, it's, it's a massive deal if Goretzka and Kimi play together. Funnily enough, they miss Lewandowski in a way that you wouldn't expect. I think that's their biggest problem because you think they'll miss him for the goals. Um, yeah. But they, they cover him goals-wise. I think if you look at the numbers, they they compare very, very favorably. Mm-hmm. What they miss with Lewandowski gone is it's a, a, a lack of a recognized hierarchy. So mm. like basically, you know that Lewandowski is the starting number nine and everyone else fits in. But now you've got a load of excellent players scrambling for status and scrambling for a place in the hierarchy. And that, that's okay. actually quite unsettling. And that's something for um, yeah. Julian Nagel's man to have to sort out. So maybe that could be their fly in the ointment. Interesting.
2: Well, um, Andy, we should say that uh, with regards to uh, the the Italian teams left in in the Champions League, which there are three of, which is quite impressive really considering Serie A has not had uh, or not enjoyed the, the status it, it once did in uh, in European leagues. But you're going to be talking more uh, about um, the, the three Italian sides uh, later yeah. today on, on, on the continent, of yeah. course. And you're also going to be talking about uh, your little trip to Porto because uh, you went to see
3: Porto against Inter, which ended nil-nil. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing you have to love about Inter, yeah. um, w- whatever your feelings on the club is They have new and spectacular ways of uh, shooting themselves in the foot in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, they almost managed to do that again <laughs> on Tuesday night, having managed the game very well, I thought, and looked pretty comfortable for oh, most Andy, of how it. How did
2: Porto not score?
3: Some of them—it was just ridiculous. Anana was the...
2: superb in goal.
3: You say that, he didn't really have that much to do.
2: Yeah, but he well, he had a fair bit to do at times. He
3: didn't, he didn't, he didn't have any really difficult saves to make, actually. Yeah but,
2: the fact that, yeah, but it's a bit like talking about Haaland against RB Leipzig. Well, they're a bit scrappy, they're all tappings. You've got to be in the right place, you've got to be sharp, and you've, and you've, and, and you've got to do your job,
3: and, and Arna did his job well. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like, you sound like Andre Anana himself talking about it, where mm. he talked about the bit at the end, because we, we've, we've all seen it, or p- perhaps you've seen it on social media by now. In stoppage time, there's mm this 40-second pa- uh, passage where Marcano has one cleared off the line after he's beaten Onana, Then Taremi hits the post, air shots the rebound, comes back in, Griezh hits the crossbar. Mm. Uh, it's, it's an extraordinary sequence. It can make you think, if you saw that, that Inter really got away with it. And they did in that moment and that they Porto had them under siege. They, they didn't. They didn't look like scoring at all before that. But when asked about that bit, Anana said afterwards, he said, "Well, they didn't score, did they? So no, I didn't feel worried." <laughs> <laughs> it's like right, okay, fine, yeah. They didn't yeah. score. They, they mean, didn't he, score. You you make a convincing point.
2: He's quite a confident man, and he, he was confident enough to walk away from the Cameroon scored in the World Cup rather than bend to the will of the manager's uh, style of play so you know Yep. what a what a man he is! But he's a good goalkeeper. You can't you can't. I'd, delay. I'd have
3: him in midfield. I think he's great.
2: Yeah, um, not his best position, Andy. It would be a surprise, but fair enough. You 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 often think outside the box. Yeah, um, pun intended. Um, of course, uh, the aforementioned Erling Haaland uh, scored a glut for Manchester City in their seven 0 gubbing of of RB Leipzig the other night. It now it means that he now holds Manchester City's record for the most goals scored in a single season, thirty nine. Which is absolutely stunning stuff. I think, with with you talked uh, earlier with regards to Liverpool about how sometimes we can be blindsided or whatever terminology used about the consistency of football. So if a team does maybe drop off for a moment, we kind of think, well, they've gone, they've they they're, you know they're not having it. And with Haaland, I feel that's been the case. If he goes two or three games without a goal, I think people turn around and say oh well you know he's yeah is he as prolific and then you look at those stats and you go bloody hell i mean the fact he said i was so tired after my celebrations you know with that <laughs> game was just an absolute piss take but the night will also be remembered for pep guardiola uh, revealing his passion for hollywood actress uh, julia roberts um he said of course i am a failure in the champions league i'm sorry so, i mean that is it's peak pep this quote i think this is this like beats all that Nathan Redmond stuff to a pulp. You know, is, is, it, is it
3: peak pep or is it parody pep?
2: I oh well, I'll I'll read the quote and I'll let Please. you decide. So I am a failure in the Champions League. I'm sorry. I'm going to explain a secret. Even if we win this Champions League or three in the row, I will be a failure. I have three idols in my life: Michael Jordan, okay, Tiger Woods, and Julia Roberts. <laughs> Julia Roberts came to England a few years ago in the period when Manchester United were not so good. We were better. And she came to Manchester United. She didn't come to us. Even if I win the Champions League, it cannot make up for Julia Roberts not coming to see us. I think it's parody Pep. Trying to be funny, isn't
3: he? I th- yeah, yeah, he, he is. And uh, surprisingly, little... it hasn't worked at all. The little madhead. All, 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 all I would say is if he feels a... A little bit down about you know not being able to win the respect of of mm-hmm. one of his idols. He's probably said that shortly after Erling Haaland has got not one but two handshakes from Jules Breach. <laughs> so he's 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 had a great night in, in in two separate ways, really, hasn't he?
2: There you go. So yeah, I mean, I'm trying to you know sort of Peps 11 oceans. 11, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. Everybody. Um, no such yeah. thing. My. <laughs> I mean, were you surprised Julie Roberts went to see Manchester United Andy would you put
3: her down as more of a Man City fan um, I think the question do is would you not would give you, a shite would you <laughs> <laughs> would you put her agent down as more of a, a, a Man City fan what is her uh, agent Paul Stretford that's the question <laughs> I I think if you take this is where people her and Wayne
2: Rooney share an agent do they
3: <laughs> yeah this is, this is this is where people confuse um Actors and characters, isn't it? Because yeah. like people are basically saying, oh, "I swore she would have gone to City." You know, if you see her in Notting Hill, yeah. she's like really humble. How she like has a sleepover at Hugh Grant's house and all <laughs> that sort of over. stuff.
2: <laughs>
3: she should be getting down Fulham. Big Hugh. Yeah. Oh no, no! I mean, if 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 you're being consistent with Notting Hill, I mean, she's QPR, surely, right? Oh bugger off! Andy.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: it's a, it's a shy, let's be honest. She's it's far more likely to be Fulham for a lot of reasons, but Big Hugh is one of them, of course.
3: Is is it, is it the fact that um, you'd invite her along on your spare ticket?
2: I'd be willing to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Another opportunity to push Pep over the edge. When you
2: <laughs> when you say willing to invite her along on your spare ticket, are you are you setting me up for a Richard Gear type role? <laughs> it's all going to get a bit. You know, I don't know what's happening here. Well, there we are, Randy. I think we should uh, we should end it on that note. Fair. Fair. Yeah, very fair. fair thank you very much for listening to today's Ramble Reacts later today Dotton and Andy are joined by Jonathan Johnson for on the continent uh, what will you and your fellow sexy Europeans be chatting about Andy other than the three Italian clubs that are still in the Champions League
3: well we'll be talking about the Conference League and its unintended consequences and oh. of course because we've got JJ on there there'll be a little bit of Paris chat what does the future look like for them saucy very saucy
2: alright Big Brass out. Thanks very much, pal. Obrigado. And we'll see you soon. Lots of love.
4: The Football Ramble is a
0: Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.